Friday, July 16, 1943. Number 4. Dialogue with Gita. It is Friday. My life has gone through a fundamental change. Possibilities hitherto undreamed of have appeared and I am aware of so much that is new. Joyfully, I prepare myself for today's dialogue, but then after lunch a cold fear suddenly seizes me and I become haunted by the question, what if my teacher does not come, does not appear anymore? I desperately try to cast this thought away, but it returns again and again even stronger, fed by a fear of falling into the void of my previous empty life. Then, all of a sudden, I realize that it is wrong for me to bind myself even to the very thing which means the most to me. This fearful clinging to my inner teacher will have to be sacrificed. It is an unavoidable challenge, and I know it is my task. Inner detachment is more difficult than anything I have ever before experienced. It is as though I cut myself off from my own life. At three o'clock, Hannah calls me. I soon sense the presence of my guide, who, however, remains silent and After a while, I am nervously uncertain about whether the silence is going to be broken. With a sigh of surrender, I say to myself, Thy will be done. At this point, I see, my eyes are open, a fire burning before me, its smoke rising straight up to heaven, and then I hear the following words. The time has come. Now you may ask, what is my path? Listen well. At one end, love. At the other end, light. You are suspended between the two. That is your path. A hundred deaths are between the two. Love is bearer of light. Love without light is nothing. Do you understand me? I do understand, but it strikes me as very difficult to let my little eye die a hundred times. I sink my eyes discouraged. Look at me. The familiar face of Hannah, neither beautiful nor ugly, takes on another expression and reflects an almost frightening dignity. At one end, I. Gesture from above to below. At the other end, it. Between the two, you. What is it? Your little I. Disdainfully, I think what a self-centered creature, this little I. I know my little I well, all too well, but you I do not know well enough. Foolish child. I later come to understand these two words as meaning, how could you possibly know your little I? You do not even know a single cell of your body. 
as little as you know me. How long will you continue to be so blind? It and I are united in the task. Do not divide what is one. Before the divine nothing is small. Do not judge. Teach me, for I know nothing. Have I not taught you? With false modesty, I say, Oh, yes, I know that I ask silly questions. Hannah perceives my teacher's thoughts. What a childish game. But she feels authorized only to say, You are foolish. Ask. I know that I have been seen through like glass, and I stubbornly protest. Why should I even ask when you always know beforehand what I want to say? You see my thoughts. From the heart to the mouth is a hand span. Make this your way. Do you wish to know much? Only as much as my task requires. Those who ask are more dear to the divine than those who know. Last night I dreamed I saw a human figure in glowing colors radiating harmony, strength, and peace. What does my dream mean? The new individual formed from your image. Will I become this individual when I shed what is superfluous? You are the one who forms, not the formed. What must I do to become the one who forms? Now Hannah's body seems to lose its usual qualities and transform into an instrument serving totally, with nothing held back. Her movements are simple, meaningful, and dignified. Even her arm seems different to me. It radiates concentrated force, the muscles tense, and I am strongly reminded of Michelangelo's sculptures. An abrupt gesture strikes like lightning. Burn! I am struck, jolted, filled with wonder. But all this vanishes instantly when I notice that Hannah is shivering. She bids me to bring her alcohol. Just today, by coincidence, I had bought a small bottle of pure alcohol. I drip some onto a sugar cube and give it to Hanno. Soon her strength returns and she reveals. I had to concentrate all my energy so that a burning force would ignite in you. Your detachment was the key. You had to sacrifice and to learn independence, even from your inner teacher. Friday, July 16, 1943, Number 4, Dialogue with Lily 
After a short rest, Hannah feels ready for the dialogue with Lily, who is wearing a blue skirt and a red blouse. You have dressed yourself upside down. What do you mean? Blue belongs above, red below. Red carries the blue. This is also relevant for your work. Lily immediately understands that the bodily red should support the spiritual, the blue. Then she reflects on her teaching of the previous week and its results. Pay no attention to results. What was is no more, and what is now is already the it was. There you can no longer help. May the one who helps direct her attention to where the shall be is born. It occupies little space, but from it everything can be formed. Lele, who is physically fragile and often in poor health, has been ill. Are you tired? No, I just don't feel well. This we know. If blue is above, it strengthens. If red is below, it softens. It weakens. In the same way, the weak body is a burden when it dominates. Red, eros, is earthly love. Blue is heavenly love. Purple is his color. The word his vibrates with deep reverence. As a painter, I know that the combination of red and blue results in purple. I understand the word his as referring to Jesus who united earthly and heavenly love. You may ask another question. Will I receive help with my work or will I have to do everything by myself? If you begin by yourself, then you will receive help. In the ensuing silence, I begin to wonder just what sort of evolutionary possibilities are open to us as humans, and immediately I receive a response to my silent question. I am speaking to you. This is the direction of human evolution. These words are accompanied by an upward gesture at a 45-degree angle to the right. I am astonished to learn that human evolution is not only a matter of spiritual vertical, nor only of material horizontal development, but of equal parts of both. Friday, July 23rd, 1943. Number 5. Dialogue with Gita. All week long I have been thinking about burning. 
On Friday morning, I decorate the little room that opens to the garden with flowers. As we sit waiting for the dialogue, Hanno feels luminous forces assembling in a semicircle behind her. Speak. Last week you spoke of the hundred deaths. I would like to die now to surpass my little I. It is not a matter of surpassing, but of becoming a bridge. I am so overjoyed at the presence of my inner teacher that tears well up in my eyes. Do not flood the seed with water. I understand that all my emotions have to be transformed into burning. The divine spark springs between act and matter. I am aware that something extremely important has been revealed to me, but I have no idea what it means. In the silence that follows, Hanno continues to feel the presence of luminous beings. All eyes are focused on me. We are many and we expect much of you. A sense of responsibility arises in me and I offer all of my strength joyfully. I would so much like to know my task now. Task is just a word to you. Can you reveal the task to me? The one who speaks finds no words. These words have not yet been born. What could bring them to birth? Your deepest desire. My desire to serve? Mighty and wondrous is your task. The vibration of these words conveys to me a foretaste of a completely new life intensity. You said we are many. Who are you all? The chorus. Behind the spoken words I sense an infinite multitude in perfect harmony. I wonder could my teacher be what we humans call an angel. With lowered eyes and upward turned hands the following words are gently spoken. We sing praise. We praise the Divine. For the first time in my life, I feel what genuine adoration is, and I softly ask, Do you always see uh? A swift motion stops me as though I had touched something forbidden. You know not what you say. Ask another question. How could I always hear the voice of my heart without having my head interfere? Do you not feel the difference? Yes, but everything moves so slowly, and I want to serve now. You often lose your way. Hannah senses a hesitation. 
Before me lies a long and difficult path which gradually leads to awareness, to more consciousness. My angel sees a storm approaching and sees that the heavy weight of my family and my lack of self-confidence might overwhelm me before my goal is reached. Time is short. Hannah pleads in her heart, Please show her the short way. I will vouch for her. Listen well. Your path is not difficult. Be cheerful, be light. The one who speaks cannot express it clearly. A vertical flame-like motion of remarkable lightness and then a heavy downward motion like flowing water. Fire is light. Water is heavy. If you feel heaviness, then you have strayed from the path. After the dialogue, Hannah explains in detail what she had not been able to verbalize at the moment. It is important for you to find a happiness you have never known before. A new smile. Lightness. If you feel weighed down, you are off the path. If you carry your burden lightly, then you are on the path. It all depends on you. You will be able to find this new smile only by living life to the fullest. Ask Where are my limits? Limits are only here. The hands form a cylinder closed on the sides, open at the top. It seems to express that limits are necessary in matter, but that the way up is free. Then I am you? A smile. Not yet. Enough for today. By this time, Hannah is so tired that she immediately falls asleep. Lily was unable to be here today. Friday, July 30th, 1943. Number 6. Dialogue with Gita. I have carefully prepared a long list of questions for today's session. I cannot stay for long today. This opening, of course, disappoints me, and I say very hesitatingly, May I ask a question? There is a silent nod. Why were there so many of you last time? Because your task has grown. What do you expect of me? When the seed sprouts, you will know. I have worked hard on myself all week and am eager to hear some praise. Do I water the seed enough? You know that perfectly well yourself. 
this dry reply makes the falsity of my attempt to draw praise all the more obvious. The dead of my family came to me in a dream. Can I do something for them? Am I neglecting them somehow? Many of the dead are weaklings. How could I help them? By harvesting. How can I harvest? Uh, created you after my image. These words touch me deeply. I exist in the image of my angel. Why do you have so little time today? So as to teach you measure, I will answer one last question. I hurriedly searched through my papers for the most important question. I have time. I relax and now my question comes from the heart. In what way do I least resemble your image? Once I know, I will tear it out of myself. Uncertainty. I do not understand. Do not waver. I lower my eyes. Look at me. Hannah's facial expression transforms, seeming to take on the austere solemnity of an otherworldly dimension. I depart. I continue to feel the silent presence of the angel for a few minutes more, and in this stillness the deep longing awakens in me to become identical with my inner teacher's image. Friday, July 30th, 1943. Number 6. Dialogue with Lily. Thank you for coming again. Thank uh, who sent me. Why is it so difficult for me to free myself from my habitual eye? When you taste the better, you will leave what is less good. With unquenchable thirst, you will search for the better. Why am I so unsure of myself that I don't even know what I need? Freshen up your palate, for you have spoilt it with so much worthless food. This appears to refer to Lilis having studied a wide variety of educational methods of body movement in past years at foreign schools. Why do I progress so pitifully slowly, and why do I so often lose my head? They are directly related. 
one is the consequence of the other. Do not rush. I am protecting you. Gentle protective gesture around Lily. I don't even know what to call my work, what kind of a name to give it. A name is already a conclusion, but at this point you are still at the beginning. The numbers of young students who participate in Lily's courses are swelling by the day. As political uncertainty and mistrust spread and decimate morale everywhere, the task of teaching relaxation becomes ever more vital and more difficult. My work seems to be lacking something basic. What is it? Belief in in me and in yourself. Listen carefully. In preparation for our next meeting, try to formulate the essence of your work. Thank you.